0: But it flattens out, well. so
1: it's like the driest boat I've ever been on. I've nice. taken it like way offshore. When really? I was under yeah. That's, that's crazy. You owned it for a while. What was that? You had it for a while. I think my dad bought it from his boss when I was like five. Oh shoot! It shoot like twenty man. years. Jeez. I was crazy. like, I've caught every first on that boat. That's first bass, so. first fish on fly.
2: Like this little like, gino I have. I like got yeah. a fifteen-four. Like the, I think it's, it's not the classics. The High, side High sider, I think. Yeah. It's a little like, uh, it's like a army green color. Mm. Like the, I mean, it's like the OG just, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's perfect. It was perfect for me at the time. I got it when I was like 12 years old. So I had it all throughout college. Yeah. I mean, that thing is like falling off the top of Jeep. It's sunk <laughs> offshore. My buddy Patrick sunk it offshore. We had one day where we got water into the carburetor. And so my buddy Pat's kind of, I guess our buddy Pat is our neighbor from back home. Kind of raised fishing with him. He, like, he just has, like, this weird way about him. Like, he just figures things out unlike any other for some reason. And he decided Good to take night. the engine off the guinu on this day. Basically, we got towed over by Charles Hertel, who was the, who was the president of the UCF Fishing Club. And now he's a guy down in the Keys. But he towed us to, like, the east end of the lagoon because the engine wasn't working. This is on, like, the Mosquito Lagoon. Like, we call it the Lagugan Day because it was <laughs> all, like, the UCF real-night kids, like, went out and fished the lagoon. And so... Uh, we were, I guess, one of the Giggins as well, being towed across. <laughs> and so, halfway through the day, Pat's like, "Screw this! It's blown. Like, I want to get the engine working." So he takes the engine off, flips it upside down, and he's just like shaking, <laughs> getting the water out. And he, he flips it back over and starts pumping some gas into it and pulls it a few times and gets it started right up. And it, it was bizarre. He's like, "I know there's water in the carburetor. We can just get it out. It'll start." And so he flips, rough it up a little bit.
3: You're now tuning into the Florida Fishing Podcast that Show with co-host. Summer and Ty Nelson. All right, Ty. So, who do we have with us today? I
2: we'll do an intro. Why don't you do an intro? What is up, everybody? You are listening to the Florida Fishing Show and Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Tim Summer, and we have two special guests this week from Seven Seas Media. We have Phil Hughes and Brandon Chestnut. Uh, Chestnut, right? Yes. All right. I mess up. Last names every single time he's, I do this. I mean, this. By, goes
1: by chestnut.
2: Just Chestnut. Yeah.
3: Oh, I call the, all call of chestnut. our interns different names and what they actually are <laughs> every, every single time, time. I speak with them. So, that's oh stable. man, do you know his name in there? I I do.
2: I, Sam. There's Sam, Josh. All right, you got both names. Sam at least Josh. Of the two that you don't know. So that's good. Yeah. That's Josh. Josh, That's she doesn't even know who's who's right. servicing our reels right now right. in that room. That's horrible. All the time. Yeah, right I, <laughs> don't worry, Josh. I got Eventually, you. Eventually,
3: I'll get it. I mean, Robbie, I know. Never so gonna forget Robbie's
2: name. We're, we're running <laughs> on the fly today. We got we got the guys from Seven Seas Media to stop on by. We're gonna be doing some work with them. Uh, with florida fishing products so we're we're excited for that but i uh, basically just last minute told them that we're going to shoot a podcast today and so here they are yeah i do uh, want
3: to warn people like if you come in there's a good chance we're going to spring we'll a podcast on around, you yeah. ty texted me this morning he goes hey i got a podcast in uh in line today and i was like oh yeah who, who, who's, got uh, who's doing too. it he goes seven seas media but they don't know yet. Yeah. I was going to say, we didn't know. <laughs> I texted him. I was like, that's a good podcast. I've the, never done one before. Our last podcast was like that, too. Who's Justin
2: Richie. Oh, yeah. yeah he was oh, a show. Oh, that. He's, he just, he's a good one he's to do, Jamie, too. Yeah, yeah, He's, he's exactly. He's one. charismatic. <laughs> yeah. I knew he'd be great at it. He's got an acting degree. So yeah. that worked out. So if you haven't checked out that podcast, definitely check out our, our Florida Fishing Show and Showing Podcast on YouTube. Or where, can, where else can they find it, Tim? YouTube... Uh,
3: uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.
2: Cool. Yeah. So those are there's a lot of pl- platforms. Pretty much any. Give it a five star a
3: review too. Um, I looked at uh, our Apple Podcasts and someone gave us a three star. Whoa, that's yeah. weak. So that's we weak. we're at four point five out of five. I'm that means like, they put
1: some it's into Haters, it. yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> it, if, it, if it was a one, room, they were
3: just. Well, it's man. one thing <laughs> They give us a three and write why they give it a three. They just gave us a three and didn't even bother to tell us why. So we don't know where we need to get better. Uh,
2: that's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst type of reviewer. They don't even give any yep. real feedback. Just leave it on it. That reminds me, I had a I had a guy when we first started Florida Fishing Products. We did like a uh, a pre order before we ever got our Ospreys in. That kind of helped pay for our first order reels. And that was how we funded like all of our orders. We do pre orders using our prototypes. We put them in people's hands. I mean, we had two pre order or two prototypes to start, and we sold over 200 pre orders with that, and that paid for our first order reels. But this one guy had ordered pre ordered a reel. Never touched an Osprey. He was living in Texas at the time. He came back and forth from Florida and Texas, and I knew him well. And he gave us a four-star review before he'd ever even used the reel. And, that, and the reason being is like, well, I really like the reel. It looks really good. I haven't touched it yet. I haven't used it. So that's why I'm giving it four stars. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that is the worst review ever. So thank you, Gary. I appreciate that. I'm not going to forget that, but anyway, so we're, we're here today with the guys from Seven Seas Media, and, and obviously we sprung this on you guys, so um, just go with the flow, I guess, but I don't really know too much about you guys, so this is perfect for me and for our audience, but uh, why don't you guys kind of start with, like, where you're from, how you got into fishing, and then how you came into the fishing industry, and then I guess maybe segue into how you started Seven Seas Media. Do
0: you want to take a lead? No, you good. <laughs> All right, so... I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, and my family's actually from the Bahamas, so I've pretty much been on the water my whole life, through and through, and I always had like the passion for the outdoors, fishing, boarding, anything boating-related. And then throughout high school and into college, I've been doing commercial photography and videography for about 10 years, give or take now. Awesome. And then I kind of decided to take the shift going into school for marketing, and after that, after college, I was like, there's no way I want to sit in the office all day. So right. kind of segue into a little brain trial to seven C's of hmm. less target companies, strictly not strictly in the outdoors, but with the focus in what we know. And that way we can better serve y'all. It's a market for companies that we know through and through. Right. So when you started commercial uh, photography, were you, uh, were you working in the, with fishing companies or where did you start? Um, I actually started in uh, magazines, so I did a lot of editorial content for okay. Mudlife magazines. Gotcha. And so I, I got published my first time nationally when I was 15, so, so awesome. from like 15 to 18, kind of kicked off the commercial photography side of my experience and, and kind of just like became like passionate about it and just like really dove in. I was like, listen is what I can see myself doing. Did it kind of
2: start off as, like, organic, or or, sorry, did they just, like, just reach out to you randomly, or were you, like, set out, like, I'm going to write an article and take some cool photos and send it into Mud Life? Or Um, how did
0: did that work? In South Florida, the whole country culture down there, everyone's pretty closely connected. And, like, my brother knew the owner just from rodeos and that type of stuff. Gotcha, okay. And they pretty much gave me the one chance to do a photo shoot of, like, a $100,000 buggy. And then it was pretty much... Game over after that. of, like, nice. I just kept on pursuing, like, doing different photo shoots of, like, new mud trucks coming out. Would you say that's when you found out that you have a passion for uh, commercial
3: photography or photography in general? Or when, when would you say you decided, hey, I want to try
0: and do this for a living? I would say, and it's not even much photography. I, was, like, I think that's when I decided I loved, like, the whole aspect of marketing overall. Marketing mm-hmm. a whole and... Thing. and using marketing as, like, my like, medium to, like, tell that story. Right. Of whether like, any brand, any company, or even myself, we all have our stories we're trying to tell. Right, right. And I was just lucky that I was able to use photos and videos mm-hmm. as, that like, core to, like, tell that story. For sure.
2: I was in multi-level marketing when I was, I think, 18 when I started. I worked for Vima. If you guys ever heard of Vima? Yeah. And so v- I remember they... Huh? they
3: World domination.
2: I was all Make in. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got the, I got the, I got the Mercedes Benz. I went all oh, yeah. in with it, and I, I did so well. I did be. well. Oh, but we, we've had a few friends that were pretty
0: yep. glad yep. as well. We? So
2: I mean. It was interesting, but the cool thing about it was the culture that it created. It was a bunch of young people that had like a similar goal. We all just wanted to be successful at the end of the day. Sure. Vima wasn't the vehicle for that, we found out. <laughs> but, <laughs> as many people have noted along the way, too, but we found out that wasn't working out for us. But what we did learn is he who tells his story the most wins, and that's the one thing that we've kind of stuck with. You know, We you know, began our story, and it continues to change and refine it over time. But you know that's that's the goal is to tell your story the most, and it seems like you guys are doing an awesome job with that through Seven Seas Media. But um, speaking of stories, so we know your background a little bit, which I remember on the phone you
0: told me you've never caught a bonefish, right? And you no. were born. Were you born in the Bahamas or just uh, kind so of raised there? I was there? born here, and almost all my families um, born over there. Okay. And ironically, until I came to college, I've never even introd fish because growing up, all we did was dive for lobster and mm-hmm. conch. Yeah. So I wasn't really in the need of doing a lot of the sport fishing. and we just like did. Why grab a rod? I can grab it with my hands. Yeah, we just did the fishing <laughs> that put food on the table. That's cool. So once I met Phil, he's actually taught me a lot about intro fishing over the past two years. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Kind of segwayed me away from everything I knew. Gotcha. And so, what about you, Phil? Are you
1: you're born and raised in Florida as well, right? Yeah, I'm born and raised in Fort Lauderdale as well. My, uh, I was lucky enough. My dad was a commercial fisherman and a professional captain in South Beach, Miami, pretty much my whole life, and uh, so since I was born, he had me on that boat. Um, Then I was able to walk. I would actually go fishing with him, and then as I got a little bit older, I was a mate on that boat, starting when I was like six. I would run around and fill bait buckets and re-rig rods or (laughs) just do whatever I could. I just wanted to be out on the boat with my dad, even if it was rough, and uh, hung out with some... It'd be real hard for me not to curse on <laughs> this why I can never be mic'd up on shoots because I'm always oh, saying man. something stupid. But uh but yeah I mean I was I was extremely lucky to have a dad that was in fishing. You know I could have definitely not liked it. Right, right. But right. uh and he was an offshore captain. Um to his fault I was also left alone at home a lot so mm-hmm. I watched a lot of TV. And I think it was Flip Pallet. I saw him on TV, and I said, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I want to I fly fish. My <laughs> dad being, like, one bad mofo offshore guy, like one of the top captains, mm-hmm. caught daytime swords 20 years ago before anybody knew how to do it. He was like, hmm. why do I have to have a six-year-old that wants to fly fish? I guess <laughs> well, sailfish I and Marlin and all that kind of God. stuff. So <laughs> he's like, okay, I'll buy a little. His boss happened to have a little skiff, and he bought the skiff, and he used to take me to uh, Holiday Park in the Everglades. Hmm. They'd put that skiff in the water, and um, I used to just sit on the bow, and he'd sit there with a the little trolling motor, and I would snag every lily pad I could. To learn how to fly fish. <laughs> right, he didn't know awesome. how to fly fish, so yeah, he didn't know. He had to figure it out. He right. was just like, just whip it out there and try to catch I something. Just figure it out. Just, yeah, just figure it out. So I ended up, you know, getting really good with a fly rod when I was like six, and I started uh-huh. tying my own flies when I was that little, and uh, I used probably like a hundred and fifty dollars setup from Bass Pro till I was. I want to say, like, 18, 19, 20. Hmm. Um, and then uh, I got, like, a real fly fishing setup, and I realized... So I what'd real. you move to? You went from the Bass Pro setup? Like, what was your first, like, real fly My first fly real reel was a, a cheeky 8 to 10 weight on a Sage Motive. Cool. ten hmm. weight. Um, and I think because I used such a crap Bass Pro Shop setup for my whole life, I never realized it was a crap setup. I just knew mm-hmm. I had to whip it out there 80 feet, whatever. So then I got, like... A real real with like a hundred (laughs) dollar line and like I never knew what a tapered tip it was. I never knew any of that. Mm -hmm. Um so, I grabbed one of those and I was like casting to the backing. I'm like, oh, wow, this is pretty this neat. Is, this <laughs> is, like, this, feels, this feels real nice. <laughs> so, uh, and man. it's kind of funny because, you know, I'm not a photographer. I've always liked to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I have like a drawer full of little digital cameras my parents used to get me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so like obsessive, like even when I was a little kid, wanted to be the best at fly fishing, had nobody to teach me. Right, so, right. I would figure it out. When me and Chestnut went to college together, we were, we were good Where'd friends. You guys go to college? UCF. UCF. Uh, oh When you guys when you guys graduate? Yeah. 2016 I graduated.
0: 18
2: yeah. as well. I was 16 as well. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny. We never really crossed paths while we were at UCF. Granted, it's got 65,000 students, yeah. so it's not uncommon. But nah. still, like people like in the fishing industry like to fish. Well, you're in the outdoor industry. You were in the fishing industry, and we yeah. never really. Cross paths. I knew you through Justin Richie, and that's yeah. the only way I, I knew who you even work. Yeah, I think I said what's up to you one time in the hallway. I didn't even know who you were at the time. Yeah, you're probably who's like, this, this kid? Who's this,
3: who's this guy with
2: the email? Sure <laughs> this guy trying to sell me
3: something? Yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, from a very young age, I never really cared what kind of fishing I was doing. I just knew I loved it. You know, I would, <laughs> I would. Go fish lakes with my buddies when I was a little kid. Didn't care. It was like the same thing of being offshore. Didn't really matter. Um, so that's that's been you know my even in college I n- never went on a spring break or like any fraternity event or anything like that because any opportunity I had to get
0: off I was in the keys with my dad or I was fishing off right. Miami. You know, there could be um, a party going on in the house. He's in his room rigging up for the next morning. Oh, I, I remember, remember Hall- was Halloween night. My, I think it, I think I went fishing with Justin. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't
1: with Justin. Halloween night, they had a big party in the fraternity in our in our house or whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want to call it. And frat castle. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> 1 a.m. I've had a couple adult beverages. I, I was like, I go outside. I'm like, it's kind of it's kind of nice out. There's no wind. So I whip my phone out, I checked the check the weather, and I'm like, oh, man, it's like west-southwest wind. I have a sleep. Oh, like, I know, yeah, it's going to be pretty calm. I have the my paddle board downstairs. I'm like, right, I'm going to drink a bunch of water. I'm going to see what I have. I'm going to throw the board. I'm not even going to go to sleep. I'm just going to throw the board in the back of the truck and just, just take go. Off. Yeah, just take off. So I ended up going down there, and I caught, I think, I pulled up, there was an alligator. It was like the southwest corner of the mosquito, like mm-hmm. south of the whale tail. And right, there's that right. old bend there with all the alligators. Yeah, where all the alligators and crap hang out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I never really caught that many fish there, but I just loved it right, for right. whatever reason. And I remember I caught like a 34 inch red on like my first cast on a Z man, and then I caught a slot red. Is so this like, like first thing in the morning? Like, it, it was night? like. in the morning, I was done. Gotcha. I got to the ramp so early, because I didn't even pay attention when the sun... I just left. Right, just just took your... I just took off, so then I had, like, an hour to kill. Um, But it was, like, first cast, like, 34-inch red. Second cast or third cast was a slot. It was, like, 8.30. I was like, well, okay. It's been a good morning. Yeah, so I threw that guy in the cooler, left, and, uh... Yeah, but, that. I mean, kind of got off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, so how did you... you yeah, can,
3: you guys were friends in college, yeah. We were, and then so when did you guys decide, hey, let's do? How did <laughs> Seven Seas Media come to be? Well, I, I heard you guys talking. It was kind of a mistake. Yeah, like it, was a, it was.
1: It was definitely like an accident. I had a bunch of internships in college through okay. uh, Costa Yeti, Afco, Guy Harvey. um Kind of just hustled my way through that, and then I ended up having a couple opportunities with some TV shows uh, mm-hmm. in the Keys, managing all of their marketing. Um, and then once I graduated, I was hired by. Uh, paddleboard company in Clearwater called live water sports Mm -hmm. super small company at the time this was like two years ago Mm -hmm. maybe right yeah two years ago um always stayed in contact with chestnut and the owner of the company basically said like we pay you a salary six months from now Mm -hmm. so i basically was the marketing director for six or seven months without pay
3: just to prove myself and then he said
1: okay now we can pay you you really don't have a budget for anything (laughs) so i was like Got to do it all on your own. I was like, crap, okay, how do I do this? So I would hit up Chestnut every once in a while and be like, hey, can you help me with like a shoot? I gotta catch a bass, Mm -hmm. I just gotta get something. He's a a badass photographer, and he was, I was lucky enough to have him kind of like help me out. And after he helped me out like the fourth time, I gave him a paddleboard, and uh, so he. I'm sure you figured, like, giving them a paddleboard, you'd be getting something back in return,
2: you know, getting some yeah. photos. Yeah, and I've definitely put the board together in of
0: a lot of different environments and situations of Leo's. Yeah, so once we started doing that,
1: I, I wanted to get more serious with the paddleboard, so I still really didn't have a budget. It was still mm-hmm. technically a startup. So I, said, I, I went to the owner of the company, and I said, listen, I have a ton of contacts in the outdoor industry. I used to do pictures and consulting for, like, Vineyard Vines and Guy Harvey and all this stuff. Let me, you know, we have no equipment. I don't have money to buy the equipment that we need. Right. Let me try to reach out to a couple companies and see, like, if we can cross-promote it, Mm -hmm. do some cool trips on the boards, and while Mm -hmm. we're doing this cool stuff on the boards, we'll take some pictures for blah, 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 just Mm -hmm. to get some kind of money. Right, right. 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 So then I really started, you know, I would pay chestnut a little bit of whatever I could, and Mm -hmm. we would just get whatever clients or affiliates we could mm-hmm. um, and then we started getting more gear and more gear and more gear mm-hmm. and before we knew it we had I don't know, like a lot of obnoxious <laughs> amount of money and you know professional great we have every yeah. Canon yeah. lens they make we have multiple bodies of so you shoot with cans yep yeah. that was big. one of
3: our we were wondering
2: yeah. we were looking guys, at the he photos. thought you shot with Nikon I was thinking he was a Nikon similar guys, look guys to some to of our photos in Canon
0: since my original camera was a D10, and this is before all of right. it was one of the first digital cameras. Before uh, the Rebel? Yeah, before those, and I've pretty much worked my way up through all the different models now. I've had the Mark 3s and Mark 4s for the past few years, and nice. we definitely put them through the ring yeah, he cringes when I take pictures on the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's uh,
1: like, what are you, funny what enough, though it? his cameras are always the ones we got to take in to get cleaned, yeah. or the sensors <laughs> yeah. scratched, and mine are always yeah, fine. Like, we'll be like,
0: paddleboarding <laughs> we'll, we'll like in lagoon. I have like a mark four. It's like on the deck of the board, just out. Just <laughs> That's why you got to get with, that, like a seventy uh, to two hundred. That just, warranty, just,
2: like, right? chilling That's right. You got to get the extended warranty um, so, or whatever coverage you can get. So
1: yeah, I mean, it basically started as like we need money for the paddleboard company mm-hmm. to feed the marketing. Let's see what we can do. And I think we were so low-key about it, and we didn't, um, we just said, you know, hey, he's lived outdoors his whole life. He loves it. I -hmm. I paddleboard fish. I fish offshore, inshore, bass fish, spear fish. I lobster. I pull stone crab traps. I do everything because I'm so obsessive compulsive. I just want to be good at everything and be a student of everything. Right, right. So I said, we are authentic Floridians. We Mm -hmm. will get you authentic Floridian lifestyle content. Mm -hmm. It's what we do is I, I said whether we were doing this for a living or not we'd be doing it anyways that's how you know we're right. hardcore yeah, yeah. Um, so after we did it for like a couple of months started getting traffic and then some of our people that we were working for started talking to other you know companies and then mm-hmm. it's just kind of spiraled from there and then we were like well we kind of you know we have an opportunity to start a real you know and there, media companies and people that do this are a dime a dozen nowadays and there's so yeah, many you know exactly Influencers on Instagram that you know, but mm-hmm. an iPhone 10 takes an amazing picture nowadays. Right. Anybody with a cell phone could take a right. decent
0: product shot. You know, but to they can't all why. tell that story,
2: man. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's a story. thing. right like,
0: kind of going back to the marketing aspect here. Of I worked at agencies mm-hmm. all throughout college, mm-hmm. and my biggest pet peeve with the agencies was you had people marketing for a product that didn't live a lifestyle right didn't understand so, they didn't yeah. understand and what they're anyone, really marketing especially yeah. within the fishing outdoors any industry anyone that fishes they know immediately if someone's blowing smoke or not you oh, hand somebody a rod and as soon as they touch it you know like oh okay right. they know what they're doing or they don't
2: All it takes is one cast mm-hmm. and i know immediately what type of fisherman i'm fishing exactly.
0: with so we kind of wanted to like make a brain trial to take in our production side of it a marketing knowledge and then the lifelong knowledge of just being outdoorsman, right? And, and also put it all together. The connections the you guys built along the way with the internships that you had and the internships that yeah. you had,
1: you know, it's, uh, that's pretty pretty unique. Well, he came from an advertising agency background. I came from an apparel mm-hmm. and just like hard product slash TV show background. And mm-hmm. I knew how the TV shows would work. I knew how they negotiated and got mm-hmm. clients. And mm-hmm. part of it was content driven. Mm-hmm. Yep, they would say, "Yeah, we're going to do this TV show, and you're going to get a little bit of exposure." And then they would dangle this little, like, content thing over the sponsor's <laughs> head, which they didn't really pay for. They were paying for the exposure. Right, right. But because they were always starving for product shots or product videos or well-produced stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they, that would be a big part of it. Definitely. So coming from the TV show part, I said, you know, ad agencies basically are just middlemen mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, yeah. if they need a particular shot done, they know they have a photographer in their back pocket they can contract it. So right, they need right. some graphic design stuff done. They have a graphic design. Nobody at made. the ad agency really, like,
0: they're not actually right there. Yeah, they're, they're really, like, doing it, They're, they're account, account men. So. <laughs> a lot of it's running around, like, meetings that – the mm-hmm. meetings don't really get much done. Like, yeah. so we right. I feel about, like, having a goal and, like, achieving the goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. everything that we do, we're, we're touching.
1: We're not really, like, you know, mm-hmm. contracting stuff out. And right. if we don't right. know how to do it, you know, we will figure it out. Like, I, I woke up one day in September, and I was like, I'm going to start hunting. <laughs> I've never even shot a gun before. I haven't seen a lot more whole, hunting photos yeah. in the
2: last uh, few Well, months. I went through
1: some personal stuff, which led to me wanting to kill furry animals, but um, <laughs> take my aggression out. But I became, I became so obsessed with it, I was like, I think we have, like, we've been doing stuff for Realtree right. on the fishing side. They just launched in July. Mm-hmm. So, in the back of my head, I was like, I've never done this hunting thing, but you never know. I might be good at it. And it'd be either I have like a new hobby or we have a new business structure that we can Mm -hmm. figure out, you know? So... There's definitely overlap
2: between the hunters and the fishermen. Yeah, uh, there there definitely is. And I think because
1: we've taken such a boutique-y type, you know, we'll help a startup company that has no money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or we'll do... But we're also professional enough to work with these like multi-hundred million dollar companies. Yeah, we've
3: we've seen your... You guys photos, I was looking through some of them on your website earlier today and I mean we're they're impressive. They look good. Yeah, um man. it's definitely high grade stuff. I mean
1: the funniest yeah. part is is like we're so low key about it. Yeah, and like that's not like the, the crap that we put even on our Instagram
0: page, half of it's just like a joke. Right. Right. Like they're just right. like extra shots that yeah, we think yeah, are yeah. funny or mm-hmm. yeah, i would definitely whatever. say like like my Instagram out of like probably one hundredth. Of like the stuff we actually do Right is, like seen on like our personal social media Cause, like mm-hmm. for us we'd rather like our brands our clients speak for themselves. Like, right. yeah. We don't need the the mm-hmm. fame and the idea of it. That's a hard thing nowadays when you have
2: a content creator like they want like they want the photos and the video the content that they create for themselves but also mm-hmm. for the the brand and that's that's difficult. After the stuff we do
1: like I wear a buff most mm-hmm. of the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't I don't want to be right in the face of 20 different companies even even when we grad when we graduated in 2016 i think you know i was in a rough i i literally like couch surfed working for free for the paddleboard company i lived out of my truck for like six months i got to a place where i was like you know i realized i was doing the instagram thing for the validation and the Mm -hmm. notoriety more than like I was, like, falling out of love with fishing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, when you're working so hard for free, too. Like, it's hard when you're not able to yeah. pay the bills. It wasn't for, for free. free. It was a gamble.
1: It was, a, right, like, right. The, the owner of the company was taking a risk on a 21-year-old kid. Right, just right. Were, right, You're going to make a 22-year-old kid the CMO of a... Yeah, well, relatively large company, he's right, got to prove right. himself. So I understood that, and I
2: was definitely. I was definitely. like, I'm going
1: to kick ass. I'm going to do whatever it has,
2: I have to do. Well, I think the, the the couch surfing aspect, not being able like to have like a solid
1: location, just being on the road all the it's, time, uh, going
2: through all the work, it's tough, man. <laughs> it's a grind. It,
1: it was awful. Like, I, ride, like even know? in college, like I worked out twice a day. Mm-hmm. I made every meal I had ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I had a schedule. you don't do that on the road you don't have that ability my my body and my 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 mental health like absolutely went to shit Mm -hmm. you know i was Mm -hmm. doing all the stuff you that's required to like become successful Mm -hmm. and you know and chestnut has his like way fair share of sacrifices and stuff but Mm -hmm. and i mean i it's funny like you go to icast and for in 2016 i think it was like january 1st 2017 I posted like a stupid New Year's post like everybody does. You know what I'm saying? It's New
0: Year's, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I
1: saw one the other day. And I, yeah. It was like a, a New Year. A tw-
2: a 2013 highlight is this like 40-inch red, I caught a mosquito lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't
1: know why. I woke up like the next day, just like I woke up randomly and said I want to know. I was like, this is so dumb. Like, why? I have nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Who knows? Like. Everybody catches a snow guitar and a redfish. I'm like, I'm not cool. I'm not a guide. I'm nothing yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. gonna take like a month away from Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. A Month went by and I was like, oh, I like, really yeah. miss it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody got any of those posts? Like, it was like, yeah. it was hard. Get some content. Yeah. anybody yeah. needs some
3: content. I, I went. End of last year, I think I went like four or five months without being on, I went yeah. a long time. So and Ty's I like, went, Oh, did you see the latest post? I was like, Dude, he didn't even know what was going on with our company. I, social, I money-wise. was just I know, trusting that Ty was taking care of that yeah. end of things. And, and but it was like, it, it was good, yeah, really yeah. good to take it, you know, basically fast from social media. And yeah. it was like,
1: That was just, like January 1st, really 2017. Good. A month went by, I was like, I was kind of sucks, but I kind of like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fishing and I don't care about who knows. And right. Six months went by. And I was like, this is real nice. I'll just post in a year. If I can go that long right. in a year. Because yeah. I was such like a a fiend. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I was always on it looking at well, whatever. You, and you're going I, out I to get the that.
2: photos. You want to get the likes. You yeah. want other people to connect with you. Like as you. soon as I
1: caught a, like I remember I was, I caught like a 38 inch redfish with my dad. Mm-hmm. Right. And I gave two shits about the redfish. And it was all about, I was like, hold, hold the fish this way, <laughs> hold the fish that way. Do this, do that. And he released it and I'm like. I'm such a dick right like, why am I even like I'm not right. even a captain so, like why do I care mm-hmm. you know because I had a couple companies giving me free stuff at the time right, right. and it was stressing me out so then I was like I'm not doing this anymore Yeah. so then like a year went by and I was like I don't know why I can't talk myself into posting I was like I'll post on my birthday my birthday I'll post <laughs> on my birthday I have to it's my yeah. birthday my birthday came I was like Mm. Uh, and the whole time <laughs> me and him are grinding away starting this company right, getting, right. Giving, getting live water sports where it needs to be right, right. And creating like that that uh, that lifestyle of a brand and that's yeah. that's like our baby mm-hmm. So and I said on New Year's 2019 I was like all right it's, it's enough's enough we have all these clients we have all these partners captains we work with like i should post something and like <laughs> right right do something Come back but to life new so year's came and i was like oh, i just can't do it now so now yeah. it's like what is tomorrow the first yeah no that's friday right. your birthday and i said january i said on new year's you know i'll give it one more month mm-hmm. february 1st i'll post and i'll do like a whole big
0: stupid thing and we'll see what happens yeah it and that's friday sense. so we'll actually see what happens <laughs> but and see the funny thing about like his whole thought process even like i said the same thing as with all these, like, influence, and just people say social media, especially millennials, mm-hmm. everyone's so caught up in posting and putting on the facade of living a good life. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we truly try every day to, like, live the most, like, authentic life possible.
2: Right, right.
0: And we're very fortunate we get to work with companies that allow us to do so. But that's why we don't seek the fame we're just happy with them ourselves. Of like, like, freaks out our clients. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like,
1: "Why don't you guys have like a show or do a right. YouTube channel?" That's or one of our. And I'm like, I don't uh, have time or the mental capacity. And yeah, we're right. just happy. Like, like you're building you're,
2: their brands. It's hard to have your own personal brand you know, too. That comes
1: with that. And that's the thing. Like I'm not a cap. Like we're not right. captains. We're not mate. Like I was a mate. Like when I graduated, just because I needed mm-hmm. money. You know, right. I worked and made on boats and get my ass kicked and it was rough and right. Um, but I just don't like, you know, all these captains that you guys partner with, like, uh, you know, Mike Goodwine, Steve Bear. Those are those are fishy, uh, let's say mofos. Yeah, but yeah. they're they're the <laughs> real deal. You know what I mean? Like they they it's their livelihood. It's what they live for. You right. Know?
2: They put they put in that time. They yeah. put in the sweat equity. And, yeah. You know, they built their own personal brands. Exactly. But so done I great, definitely a good
3: job at it, and there's a cool. difference there. Than a media group as well, you know, yeah. there's a difference between, like, and that you've been like you've been saying, there's a difference between a fishing guide who people need to want to go fishing with this guy, yeah, you know, where you guys have a portfolio of work. It's like, let uh, let these other companies do our talking. It's like, here we've worked with these guys, these guys, these guys, these guys, here's some content, like, that's us, but you're never even going to see us, like, you know, it's like. Like it's funny. I mean, even even uh, earlier today, I was looking at your website. I'm like, these guys like their their the quality of what they have on here is is beautiful. And it ties like, it's such a simple website. And I think that speaks really into what a you're saying here. For us. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's what that's it seems all it, is, like. yeah, it has it's, unlimited
1: like, storage for our so sharing info.
3: It's just like, oh wow! Like, and but now hearing that from you, it makes sense. Of like, oh yeah, no, like this is us. But look at our work. We don't want yeah. you to focus on Seven Seas Media Group. Like yeah. it's like this thing. It's like no. We want to produce this content. And even, if, even
1: outside the fishing industry or the outdoor industry, I mean, we have a pretty cool opportunity with like a national gun brand. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about guns. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about guns. I'm, you know, just we get along because we're not really bullshitters. Right. You know, like right. if we don't understand something, I'll tell you, hey, I don't understand this. Give me a week, and I'll be an expert on it. Figure right. it we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? um and it was the same thing with photography i mean chestnut when we first started with the paddleboard thing he had he he wanted to upgrade his mark three to a mark four and i said i don't know anything about fancy cameras but if we're gonna do this i would like to you know be able to do pictures and figure it out and edit and all this stuff and he was like okay take my mark three we're gonna buy you like a cheap fixed lens And that's what you're going to use till you get really good at it. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think I used that, just that one 50 millimeter, like non-L lens, mm-hmm. $300 lens with the hand-me-down Mark III for a while. And some right, of like right. my favorite pictures were, uh, even now, yeah, like yeah. I still use that camera. And I'm like, wow, that's a badass picture. Right. And then we have like two Mark IVs with like seven. Right. Like, I, a, but for like some reason, crazy, have But that. it's just like that one yeah. camera because yeah. it was like my, ba- it's like having like my first bow that I just bought.
2: Right. And I killed it's my first gear with. On it. You know? uh,
1: yeah, it's like you figured out the the science behind it, and it's like you learned with right. it. You know,
2: I feel like that's just your whole mentality
1: as a whole. Like, like, I'm not gonna go
2: like put a facade on, put this face on, and show people like look at all these cool things I'm doing. You're like, I'm gonna actually like, figure out how to do it as good as I possibly can, and let that weeks that works. Sp-
1: speak for itself I mean even and, if we do start posting it's going to be like asinine like half the stuff
0: I do is probably right, really going right. to have like a really crude caption or no caption
1: <laughs> and it's accurate. actually kind of funny
0: like that's why we work well off of each other because like yeah, yeah. I was able to like help teach him the photography aspect and like mm-hmm. guide him through that whole process now on his end I've bass fished my whole life never like intro fish <laughs> well, at right. all yeah. so like, he's seen my first redfish, my first trout yeah. And yeah. That's awesome. he's been part of the, all those moments of like Tapping into his knowledge of... Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of patience on both of our ends of us. Right,
2: right. Doing stuff, but... It's good, though. You complement each other at the end of the day. And that's something that Tim and I have done well, and that's why it works out with us. You know, he really... He was born and raised saltwater fishing, but... Not to the extent that, that I was born and raised saltwater mm-hmm. fishing. I was a nut about it. I went every single day that I could. When I was a student of <laughs> the scientific. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Tim spent more time working on, you know, branding and marketing and new web development and web design really, really well. I had no clue about that. Yeah. I knew how to take some decent photos, and I knew a lot about fishing. I had a lot of connections with the fishing industry, but I didn't know how to make a brand. That was, like, so. the, first,
1: the first paddleboard shoot we did, I'll never forget, because he lived on uh, Lake Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right near UCF. Right, right. Beautiful. This Hold is uh, the owner of,
2: of Live. No, or? this is. Oh, he was renting gotcha. a house with a gotcha. bunch of
1: our buddies, cool. and he was like, "Dude, the lake's beautiful. Just bring a mm-hmm. board by." I don't even remember what we were trying. To, I was trying to get like vineyard vines shots on the boards and like yeah. whatever. It's cross market. Trying to put something together. And he was like, and I went back there and I was like, "This is a beautiful lake. Like, there's any bass?" He's like, "There's no bass." I'm like, "Come on, man. Like, <laughs> there's got to be bass there. back here."
0: And he's like, "There's yeah. no bass." And I
1: think like I caught. I had like a fly rod and like just like a little white deceiver. I think on the first cast I caught like a little bass. (laughs) He was like mind blown. And I was like, listen, you don't know that much about fishing. I'm going to help you cheat a little bit and figure it out on this lake. Mm -hmm. Go get some like oats, like a 50 pound bag of oats every day. Go behind your house. And throw out a couple handfuls of oats, and I was like, The brim are gonna come. Mm-hmm. And when the brim started coming, the big, like, I know there's 10 pound bass in there, right? Right, this was back then, and then I actually did catch like an 11 pound stud out of that lake. Seriously, so okay. he uh, so every day he would go out there with oats, and then I bought him like a little four foot cast net, taught him how to throw the cast net. I was like, Catch those brim once they start coming, and just throw them out under a cork, you start mm-hmm. catching bass. And He would just send me pictures like. Six pound bass. Six he didn't down even down know there. how big they were. <laughs> right, right. He was like, "Oh, look at this three pound bass," nice and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "But you yeah. know how people like they exaggerate. Yeah, like, if you right, caught right. an eleven pound bass, a twelve pound bass, you know how to like gauge their size. You yeah, know what right. I mean?" He didn't know shit. So like the first bass he caught was like a stud. Pound goes, oh, stud. Look at this little bass! I got. Yeah, yeah. Had, like five <laughs> pound stud. He was like, "Look at this That's like two pounder." I'm like, "I don't even want to say anything." I'm like, "That's like a twenty three inch bass." Like, like a five pounder, six pounder. Like,
0: and I had a time my life like living on the lake for two years, like, literally every morning and night, I went out, I was like, cat food, oats, like, I have my little pet bat. I created a monster. It was every day. It was every day.
1: But he kind of, like, and then he got, the whole inshore thing was a different animal because I was kind of a dick about it. I would just be like, I knew, we would go to Sebastian on that blue boat that I'm getting redone. Right. And I had this, like, one mangrove shoreline that we call, like, the mofo shoreline because it's just, like, I'll take my buddies there to, like, their ass kicked by a snook and like not even say anything. Right, right. So I have like like a four thousand set up with like eighty pound test and he doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I just finger mullet through the nose with a circle hook. I say throw awesome. it up in that little corner right there. Throws it up, hangs it up in the mangroves. So I'm like it's okay, like just rip it out. I'll re rig it. It's fine. Throws it up in the mangroves again. As soon as it hits the water, <laughs> whack! And it's <sighs> twenty feet up in the mangroves and he's just sitting there like I don't know what to yeah, do, what man. And he's just here? like looking at me as he's getting his ass kicked. I'm like. <laughs> You gotta put the rod tip in the water and wind against them, and they'll come out, and that's it. And good. it was just, it was funny. Like,
0: he, yeah. he learned how to end the shore fish by getting his ass kicked. Rye. And it it's like, funny. the best way to do it. Yeah. I probably, almost sometimes like twice a week now, like going out to the lagoon, like always mm. out there. And then, lawyer, like, try by fire, like, getting put in like the war situation of like mm. trying to toss a live bait underneath me and go of not dying. He didn't even know
1: what we were fishing for. Yeah. And it was just
0: like, mullet well, hit the water, and I knew the fish were there.
1: It was like, perfect day, perfect tide, the moon was right. I was like, as soon as the freaking thing <laughs> hits the water, it's just going to get smoked by, like, a 34, 35-inch <laughs> smoke. It's it a
0: good learning experience. When it was like Even, like, yesterday, I caught a 23-inch trout. And I was like, oh, like, that's a cool fish. And my buddy that I was fishing with, he was like, he wow. A- it was a thick, thick, thick fit, yeah. right? Yeah. He right. sent me the video? freaking It was a tank. <laughs> it was 23 inches. I thought it was, like, a
1: 30. Right, right. Because it, it was just so wide. Wo- it was right. like this thing. It was just, like, it was just stupid. And until why? now, I'm like, I'm like oh. Like, he couldn't even wrap his hand around it. It was, like, a... Freaking showed you this little trout. Yeah, yeah it was the same crazy. thing. I was like, Man. "How long was that trout, dude?" You, in the release video, I <laughs> shit you not, it was like it was like a five inch wide Jeez.
0: shoulder trout. It's like a seven pound, twenty three inch trout. It was a big
1: trout. This. It was a big. Hey, river. when I was
0: fighting, I was like, "Oh, I got go fish. This is cool." And they get mm-hmm. close to the boat, and my buddy starts freaking out. I'm like, "Well, oh, I guess this is like a decent fish." Wasn't long. <laughs> it was just thick. It was the girth that was impressive. <laughs> Not so much Uh, the length. (laughs) It's exciting though, because that's one of my favorite things:
2: is to relive the experience of catching a fish for the first time through someone else, like through their. That's the thing too. Like we've
1: done it all, but like it's cool, like taking a kid or taking someone that hasn't done it before. Like when we started working together, it's kind of like I I didn't fall in out of love with fishing; I was just going through the motions. So then, like experiencing like his first redfish, his first trout, his first big bass, his first snook, and all that. It was like we got the ball rolling, and I was like, "Okay, we can we can do something here." You know what I mean? Like you have the photography knowledge and the video knowledge and all the technical background. I'm, I can figure out almost any fishery that we need to figure out. Right. If you give me like and a couple days, and that's and like, another. Yeah, that's
3: another thing to think about when you know, as far as like you you guys creating content, you don't need to go hire a guide to get on fish and all no, that. You I, guys could just go out. You can get on the fish. And make the content you need and, and I then, love going
1: with guides though because every guy has a story of course I mean, they, yeah they love yeah. like Steve bear for sure awesome like I, if for Steve sure. called me right now and said hey Phil the weather's right you should come tomorrow I'll jump in my truck right now and do whatever I have to go do to mm-hmm. fish with Steve you know yeah, a great they're guy. all characters like, yeah, and they yeah. all have cool backgrounds and, and they all have something definitely. that like led them to be You have to be a little off to be a fishing guy. You know what I mean? You're not like all mentally there. (laughs) Just like to do what we do. Like we're not like the most saint. Like Uh, Chestnut can attest. I'm a nightmare most of the time.